0: And as Charlie said, the Talkback fans uh, came out and, and uh, did their thing tonight, and they've been all over the place. Danny Boyce, Terry Hile, Pat Langdon here. And, Terry, I saw through the, uh, through the folks standing in front of me over here, some six-five guy jump out on the defense toward the end. What was that all about?
1: Well, you know, we thought that uh, Marty Gibbons was getting too many uncontested layups. And, and we weren't having any of that. Pat wanted to put him five rows deep. I said, no, let's not get anybody hurt. Well, let's just kind of, well, you would have put them both five
0: rows deep. you got to be careful. He's just a little fella. So. Yeah. so
1: let's just let's just announce our presence in the lane. I got a rebound, kicked it out, and, hey, they won by one possession, so
0: what more do you can ask yeah, for, right? So tell me a little bit about the, the talkback fans, when you guys got started, what you do, and how it's kind of developed this year.
1: Well, I think the, the easiest thing is the way it's developed. Um, you know, we started with high school football uh, a couple of years ago. I got invited down to be on the field by a buddy of mine for the uh, Menor and the Kirtland State Championship Games, and we kind of threw together a little bit of coverage there. And a few weeks later, Pat and I sat down with had lunch with a buddy of his from Fox Sports and kind of talked about the direction we wanted to go with the show, and he suggested to us that, you know, that was the avenue that we should go, that the high school sports coverage in the area was really being under, under it was being undercovered. Um, there was a lot of demand from coaches and, and from administrators to, you know, have some publicity for their programs. And, you know, we reached out to a bunch of schools last summer, and it started with football, and with basketball, it's expanded. We got a little bit of a late start with hoops because football ran so long because we covered Kirtland all the way through the state championship game. And, you know, the basketball coverage has kind of morphed and evolved as the season has gone on. And it's not over for us yet because on, Saturday, on Friday night and hopefully Saturday, night, if they're able to win, we'll be down there covering St. Ed's um, as they try to win a Division One state championship. And, so. and,
0: and that's kind of the best thing, Danny. You guys have great flexibility. You can, you can decide the day before that you're going to go cover a game. And, and you've, you've done that all season. So you, you guys are somewhere. Um, well, every weekend it seems like you were somewhere – doing games so where do you get the time to do all this
2: um well one of the advantages is i don't sleep so i'm pretty much i'm awake 20 hours a day um but that's been the best part and i think the fact that the three of us are willing to do that and we're able to bounce around and because we've gotten a lot of help from guys like you and charlie and the ad's and the coaches have all been very very open and very willing to have us come out and just to be able to go and travel and try. to, One of the things is we keep trying to figure out where do we want to go, and um, it's actually I think the biggest the biggest one was when we kind of figured at one point coaches are going to we're going to start being asked. We're not going to be asking now, and sure enough, uh, Ashtabula Edgewood we get a call Lakeside, from Lakeside. Yeah, Lakeside. My Lakeside. My bad, Lakeside had us out there, and so we you know now we're driving all the way out to Ashtabula to cover a couple of games, and why not? It's I mean that's really the way we look at it is.
0: I, I Why was, not? I was—we were interviewing Babe Kwasniak before, and he was talking about their the two wins over Hobin and, and the one at, at St. Joe's in overtime. And, and he was—he was saying they were down nine at the start of overtime. I said, "Yeah, I, I know." I turned on Facebook and I watched the whole overtime. It was—I <laughs> mean, it, it's great to be able to, to turn that on and see it when. You know, years ago, WVIZ used to put on a game of the week, mm-hmm. and that's disappeared a long time ago. So it's mm-hmm. good to be able to turn it on and see it at any time. And,
1: and it's funny that you mentioned that particular game because we decided, what, maybe about an hour and a half before the game that that's where we were going to go that night. And we showed up unannounced. And fortunately, whoever was at the desk with the media list somehow knew who Pat was.
0: Well, everybody knows who Pat, what, Pat is over there on 185th well, right. Lake Shore. So
1: <laughs> let us in and... You know, we kind of knew Mr. Quaz a little bit, but we really didn't know Babe all that well. And we went over, and, and Mr. Quaz right away, hey, how you guys doing? What's going on? Introduced us to Babe. We talked to him for 30 seconds, and he's handing us game notes. Whatever you guys need. So Pat and I went up in the, I guess for lack of better words, you'd call it the nest. up am the one corner, and uh, all of a sudden great, the game.
0: Great vantage point.
1: Oh, yeah, and the game so. got close after Joe's was down by 10, and we started riffing up there. And, you know, Pat's our producer. I always defer to Pat. Pat said, we're going to go live. All right, let's go live. And the next thing you know, we get called <clears throat> this basketball. Um, and, and I think it was, you know, a lot of it was guys like Babe inviting us in and people seeing that and saying, wait a minute, if, if St. VASJ is letting these guys in, they must be okay. Um, and we experienced that a lot. We experienced it here. Same thing. Um, right. You know, Coach Kay and his staff, Jeff Casella, they were, they were great to us. They were very open to whatever we wanted to do. Um, and, and it's been great from that standpoint. And I think with basketball, You know, football, we tried to let the schools we were covering kind of dictate where we went that weekend. Where with basketball, we've been a little bit more open, and we had, you know, I mean, part of how we're going to be covering St. Ed's this weekend is we had had them early in the year against Benny, and Pat and I were covering a John Carroll BW game, and Coach Flan's son plays for for Carroll. And after the game, he says, hey, Good to see you guys, man. Anything you guys need, if you ever need, just don't hesitate to reach out. We looked at the schedule said, hey, Toledo Whitmer's coming in. They're state-ranked. Reached out to Coach. The AD called us back, said, hey, what do you guys need? Coach says, I needed to call you guys. And, you know, we've had them a few
0: times since. And Well, it's, it's, it's nice great, to have friends, I guess. Great, great <laughs> coverage, so keep up the momentum. Let me get Pat in here real quick. And One of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about is Tuesday night you're at Lino's in Wickliffe. And tell me how that got started and, and how it's developed.
3: Well, Danny's the mayor of Leno's. So, actually, we, we we started when we first brought the podcast back about two and a half years ago. We were at uh, Sports Highlights in front of our Joe Kaz owns a uh, sports memorabilia store on on basically di- diagonally across from Leno's,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and we decided one day to go live, as Terry said, and then we went live outside from the Avenue. So we were doing all our shows right on Euclid Avenue, which was really cool because people would come by and they'd beep and they'd stop and they'd yell and but obviously the time change happened you know for the fall and we couldn't be out there anymore so we decided we asked danny if he could talk to, to leno about us coming in there for the winter time and uh i'm not sure he knew we were going to be staying for another <laughs> two years but that's where we've been every <clears throat> tuesday night since
0: and uh, and I, I I I will tune in from time to time on on Tuesdays. What's fascinating is you got all the messages going back and forth, and you guys are talking about everything and anything. But but you will comment on on some of the things that that, that people say. So, what was the best thing that happened last Tuesday? The night?
3: best thing that happened Tuesday was because of you, my friend. <laughs> Uh, actually, the best, the second best thing. The best thing was Danny wasn't there when it happened. Danny does not like to talk about uh, football, but uh, Odell Beckham came to the Cleveland Browns at about eight o'clock during our show, and you had broke the news for us. And uh, yeah, we, we uh, we've uh, you know when Odell came, uh, that obviously lit up lit up the conversation, and not only internally but externally too so what 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 i do
2: have to add that's been i will say that's been one of the best things about with the way we do the show is because we really have no idea what direction the show goes on any given day we've i mean we've actually had people mention to us at times you know hey you should write your shows like that more often what right we no it's just and it's all literally just on the fly and how it goes we might have a couple of bullet points we might want to hit up on but for the most part it's just you know, we just kind of go wherever, whatever direction it's going. And, and,
0: and like the, the old-time talk shows would have people call in and you talk to them on the air. Now you got people messaging in. And, yeah. you, and it's, I mean, it's the same same concept. So yep. it, it's uh, it's always interesting. You never know. You guys will be talking about a movie one minute and, <laughs> and you know, a baseball trade the the, the next yep. minute. So it's interesting to watch how that Short develops.
3: attention span theater is what we call <laughs> it. Yep. <laughs>
0: We want to, you know, every year when we do this, at at the end we do all our baseball predictions. Uh, Mayor Regovich here won last year's prediction. Two years ago, Jeff Casella, much to everybody's surprise, said the Indians are going to win 102 games. We all looked at him like he had three eyes, and they won 103 games. So, uh, but we'll we'll get to the Indians in in a little bit. But on the, I mean, the the Browns are the hot. Sorry, Danny. The Browns are the hot ticket going on now so what uh give give those to terry dan you can't talk football so yeah so alex hiles we'll,
3: gonna oh, join us he's our he's our resident football expert
0: all right alex what's your impression to the browns specifically what's happened in the last week with it with this program um i
4: don't know why kansas city ever let john dorsey go uh <laughs> didn't they fire him yes I mean, they did yeah okay. i don't know why they ever decided to do that um i love what they're doing um i think that they obviously showed last year that if they can put the right man in charge, that there was talent already in the building, and all they've done is add more talent. Uh, so I'm really, really excited for what this season's going to be like.
0: What, what do you think, uh, Pat, as far as any holes they have yet, let, yet to fill, where do, where do you think they, they need to, to look at?
3: Well, I think Corbett taking over for um, Zeitler is kind of a hole right now. Because you really don't know what you got with him. I, obviously, we're not in the building every day, so we don't know what they, you know, what they see.
0: But to Alex's point, um, Dorsey's really confident right. in him. He said that right. uh, a couple of months ago, so I don't think he makes that trade unless he feels secure. And,
3: and I think that you know they they still need a linebacker, which I heard today, uh, Darren Lee might be that guy for Agba. Uh, um, Speed. So, right. Um, and they obviously need a safety still, but uh, other than that. And kicker, obviously, <laughs> everybody in the league needs a kicker. Um, other than that, I, I don't see, for the first time in a very, very long time, I don't see a lot of holes. I really don't. Um, and that's a testament to, as Alex said, John Dorsey has done a fantastic job in a little over two, little over what two years now, turning an 0-16 team into basically a contender. I'm not gonna, I'm not going out on a limb and say they're going to the Super Bowl like everybody else seems to be doing right now, but they have a legitimate chance of winning their division and and that's that's a first well, you, for this this group.
0: I mean you got to take small steps and it looks like they're taking bigger than small steps sure. as, they, as they go along here so Alex what's your prediction for this club? Uh well jokingly i would say
4: 19 and 0 but as a <laughs> as a legitimate prediction i think you know 11 and 5 is very realistic uh if they catch the right games uh
0: i'm and that should be enough to win your division so and the 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 rumor is they're going to be in that first weekend or first yeah the first weekend somewhere in a primetime game there's there's a, a Thursday night a Sunday night to Monday night so there's a pretty decent chance of being one of those I teams. think
3: it's going to be one of two I think it's either going to be Thursday night in Foxborough, or I think they're going to open on Monday night against Arizona that's that's what I think they're going to be but they're fighting, the networks are fighting over the Cleveland Browns. Usually they're fighting over who doesn't get them. <laughs> now they're fighting over who, how many primetime games can, can we put this team on. And that, and that's a testament to not only Dorsey and the organization, but the star power, power of the players. I mean, networks know what, what people want to watch. And for the first time, as I said, in a very long time, they have people that are players that people want to watch. So.
0: All right, we got uh, about fifteen minutes left, and let's.
5: John, I'm on the. Uh, I would say wireless, but there's a wire to it. But <laughs> you guys can hear me, right? Yes. Yeah, it's great. All right, so we're gonna do our predictions, our Indian predictions. Yeah, let's. I
0: mean, we we'll talk Pat, about it a little
5: bit. Pat,
0: Pat's a guy that knows uh, baseball up and down. He pointed at the at the C on my chest before before we started tonight, and said, "I don't know where the hitting comes from." Pat, what do you think?
3: I'm going to say this. I guarantee you that I will be on the low end of pretty much everybody's prediction. I, I'm, I'm a pessimist to begin with. I'm, I'm a cynic. And I, I for one, don't know where the offense is going to come from. Um, yes, they have arguably the best starting pitching in baseball. Until the bullpen comes out and actually does something, I don't know what they really have. They have a lot of guys that, you know, you know, hand is—he's a proven closer. There's no doubt about it. Um, that's nice, but how do you get to him? Um, but offensively, you know, as Alex jokingly said, what did you say about one of the one of the things was they're going to have a you can play the outfield night out there at, at Progressive Field because I, I mean, cargo, fantastic signing five years ago. I mean,
5: John didn't even know him. I mean, he's. Do he you believe that?
3: Yeah. yeah, I believe he played in Colorado. I mean, but a fantastic player for about five, six years out there. But that that run is over.
0: <laughs> the only saving grace is they play in a really lousy division for sure. the most part. For so, sure. So that, that, that'll pad their wins, of course. And,
3: and, and most of the people that, that follow our site have that same thought process. They say they're going to win their division. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it does, because if you're going to lose in the first round, what does it matter at that point? If you had, they didn't improve, in my opinion anyway. To, uh, they, had, they haven't improved to the point where they've overtaken the Yankees or they've overtaken the Red Sox or they've overtaken the Astros. Those three teams are one, two, and three as far as the American League goes right now. And yes, the Indians can win the Central Division. Sure, they have the pitching to do it. I, I just don't know where they go from there. What's your number?
5: Says he's going to be low. It's going
3: to. I'm going to. I'm going to. Wait go. a minute
5: before you say your number. There's a couple of rules. One is it, we all have to be different. That's going to be
0: tough now because we got. It's going to be we got tough. So, guys here. So I don't know. Fle- if Glenn,
5: great, start thinking. You're going to. I pick don't know if that's going to be
0: a great rule, Charlie.
5: That's okay. We're not going. We we can't tie.
0: Well, jump. Start Joe, kissing
5: your sister. Joey
0: Joey is coming in with the first number. So he.
5: Joey's got to catch a five o'clock flight to Arizona. He's going to see the tri play. <laughs> so Joey's first number so
0: Joe, Joe, Joey's Joey's a little bit of a He can't wait another five minutes right. to, to well
5: Joey, alright, and we'll let, we'll let Rich Joey it. says
0: 89
5: alright, Joey picked 89 and uh, I'll make sure you put a, uh, put that in my column, Joe, but here's the mayor, uh, you guys don't know this that uh, he won, he, he nailed it on the head last year, and uh, pretty impressive, we honored him at the council meeting, uh, my wife made up a real nice trophy, and but through Steve Pearsons, and John presented it to him at the council meeting. So we'll let the Mayor Rigovich pick next. What was the 92 last year, John, wins?
0: Yeah.
6: Well, I think I'm a pessimist, uh, too, because I'm a Cleveland fan, so I like to wait and see what happens. But I am on the low end also, I believe. I'm I'm at 85.
0: All right, Pat, you're, you're up. You can you can feel free to be somewhere in the 70s to give everybody else a break. Here.
3: Actually, no. I, I actually... I thought I would be the lowest, and I don't think I am. I have them at 87. Um, I think they're they're going to have enough wins to win the Central Division. I, if if you're okay with just getting there, then this is your team.
0: Well, that's, that's kind of how it was last year. Alex, I think I, I read somewhere on, I think, Cleveland.com where the Indians were talking about how they lost money last year. They, they cut a bunch of payroll this year, and they're still going to lose money. So maybe... You know, you can present them with that idea of people bidding to play outfield once a week and see what happens, but you may be on to something there. What do you think, Alex? You know, I I think that,
4: again, with the lousy division, that they're going to get a pretty good padding from those games. Um, so I, I think they're probably going to be in like the around 93 uh, wins, which will definitely win you in the division. Uh, what they do from there is kind of up in the air, though.
5: All right. Let's let the uh, AD for Metro pick now, and that's Jeff Casella. I have to tell you, he's a Steelers fan, and he probably doesn't like the idea that the <laughs> Browns are just the, at the forefront. But maybe the Steeler-Browns game's going to mean something now, huh?
0: Maybe they shouldn't have gave all their talent away this offseason, but that's
6: we are still story. kings of the North, and we will be kings of the North until someone knocks us off. So we'll see. Didn't Baltimore come yeah, they did. Yeah, they're, just, <laughs> yeah,
2: they're even yeah. we'll just forget
6: about those last couple of weeks there. Um, that's yeah. loomed huge. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I believe in my organization there. So as far as the tribe goes, pitching, 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 pitching. Pitching wins games. That's my opinion. So put me down for ninety eight. I know I'm on the high side, but pitching wins games. And I still think we have the best pitching staff in the American League. So that's my goal. All
0: right, Jeff. Terry, you're up. What do you think? Part of my, my prediction is partially based
1: upon the fact that I think that the White Sox are going to be the team that surprises people in the American League
0: Central. So you're the guy that thinks that. I'm the one guy that thinks I'm the one guy
1: that thinks <laughs> that the White Sox will probably be better than most people think they will. though. But they'll be the one that challenged the Indians. And because they won't have quite as many easy games in the Central, I'm going Doc Emmett Brown and Marty McFly, 88 all right, Still so. be enough to win the division probably by seven games as the White Sox probably play 500 baseball.
0: So you don't expect much of the Twins after last year's uh, I, I heartbeat?
1: Don't, yeah, I don't. I wonder, like Pat does too, though, some a little bit of where the offense is going to come from. Um, I think Alex has probably got a pretty valid point that there are probably some nights where it could be, hey, if you're sitting in Section 117, <laughs> Row 14, Seat ten, come on down. You're playing right field for the tribe tonight. All right, Danny
2: Boyce, what do you think? Well, um, Pat asked us earlier in a what was it our settle a bet section that we do on our Facebook page, which is always I seen your prediction. Yep, yes, I have them winning the division. I have them at ninety wins. Um, I think that's going to be. I do think it's going to be enough. I do think they have enough pitching. I think they're going to get just enough offense. Obviously, there there are some obvious questions in the outfield. Um, but I think they're going to get some answers in there, and I think that they're going to—they have enough arms that they'll be able to win 90 games. So
0: anybody worried? Anybody besides me worried about Kluber? Mm-hmm. That's part of it.
2: Well, we've had—you know—we've had our discussion about it, where the whole—you know—he's on the other side of 30. Um, part of it, and part—we don't—I don't think we think about it like that because he's been an elite pitcher for just only, really only about five or six years because he got a, really got a late start. Um, so now that we're, you know, kind of see him at about 32, 33, you don't have as much bite on that fastball, and, you know, that, you know, so, yeah, that should be a concern. And I'm not so much
3: concerned with Kluber as much as I'm concerned with what they're thinking about from an organizational perspective because one of them is going to go, maybe both of them, him and Bauer. Bauer seems like the logical choice because he's already said out loud that he's only going to sign a one-year deal. Which, to me, if you're trying to cut payroll, that's a perfect thing, I think. Because you only have to pay them, you know, a, you're, you're not, it's yeah. not a yeah. long-term kind of thing to that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I the only thing I disagree with Terry, I think Terry's absolutely right about the White Sox. I think people are, are short-sighting them a little bit. But I think Minnesota's offense, you know, they, they've improved quite a bit. You know, Nelson Cruz and some of those guys. So, yeah. it, I think they're still going to be pretty formidable, plus they open the season there, you know, so. It's
0: be- beautiful to open up the season in March in Minnesota. Well, you know, it's one of these
2: things that we've had our discussion with, and like I've still told Pat, if you look at every professional sports league, I mean, they have had Houston in the Eastern Conference in the NBA, Atlanta, the Falcons and the Braves are in the Western Divisions forever, and it's because nobody in professional sports owns a globe. They just have no idea where any of this stuff, where any of it should be.
3: I think, excuse me. I think for the California teams, are opening up against each other, where mm-hmm. you know, and, that, and part that, of because
5: it, it's
2: because of that unbalanced scheduling. So they you know got to get all them games that, in, which is Man- crazy in its own that right. That
0: manfred's a, a genius. Apparently, so. <laughs> Jay Crone, you're up. What do you think of the tribe?
6: Well, uh, is 92 still available?
0: 92 is available.
6: I, I really want to believe that they're going to be better than people think that they're going to be, and I'm I'm putting a lot of faith that someone. Maybe one, maybe two guys in the outfield that are going to step up and produce offensively. I think Leonis Martín will be good. I'm hoping Carlos Gonzalez will. Uh, and they got to, and they got to find somebody to step up in the bullpen too, which I'm again hoping that they're going to do. Uh, it distresses me a little bit that they're still in talks with the Padres about trading either Kluber or Bauer there, and I, because we thought that that was over with, but that's apparently still alive.
0: Uh, what, what, we, what's, cannot, <laughs> we cannot
6: get nor could we afford Manny Machado. Our but.
0: our Zimmer naquin or Allen gonna pan out to any degree for this offense? let's hope
6: so i mean hope one of those guys didn't I didn't i
0: know you hope so but i'm asking you oh will they you you you're the you're the news herald sports writer. you know the answers that. all right fair enough <laughs> no, fair enough john
6: i gave you leone Martin <clears throat> and i, I and i'm gonna i'm gonna bank on carlos gonzalez for now and we'll see if bradley, if bradley zimmer comes back and they're talking about halfway through the season so
0: and uh, the, the infamous quad, or not quad, uh, calf injury strikes the tribe again. What's going on with these guys? <laughs> Two years of Chisholm Hall of not playing, and now uh, Lindor has got a calf Well, we've,
6: we've shipped Chisholm Hall out, so we won't have to worry about him anymore.
0: And the funny thing about Chisholm Hall your is problem. that no. I'm,
1: a,
3: I'm, I'm a pirate fan, too. <laughs> so that's my National League team. So not only did we get uh, Luplow and Moroff, uh, I get to watch Chisholm Hall every night, too. It's fantastic.
0: The good thing is you won't have to watch him every well, night. Just, uh, if, <laughs> he play, if he can, if he can yep. play, you'll get to watch him. It, until he runs the first base for the first time, then, then he won't be around for a while. Now I'm going to let Glenn get in here. Glenn, yeah, Glenn what, we what you, want you to pick what do, this What year? do you think? Well, um, I'm going to go with uh, 91 if it's still available. 91 is available. I feel like this is a reverse raffle. Bingo. <laughs> there you go.
5: <laughs> Since it's... Uh, Your idea, I'll go next. And um, this number's been on my mind for a long time. Um, And that's 97. I know it's a lot of wins, but their pitching's gonna really hold up. I don't don't see them not having to worry. They were second in the American League last year, or, or baseball in runs. Everyone's worried about runs. Well, they should be able to score runs as long as Lindor's healthy. Um, that, that's a big question mark, and, and the question mark at catcher. I, I I don't know if they went after that Philly catcher, J T. Uh, what's his last name? Yeah, what a what a what a catcher. But uh, I might have went that route, but they didn't. Payroll, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say uh, 97, and I'll stick with it, and I'll be eating wings. Go so ahead, John.
0: I'm, I'm gonna be in the hundred or in the in somewhere in the low 80s. You guys really stuck it to me today. So I I don't know I, I I expected Minnesota to to make some noise. We got uh, Terry and, and Pat think that um, the White Sox are going to make a push. So
5: you look at like 94, John.
0: No, no, I'm I'm a uh, uh, I I don't I don't know who hits the baseball on this team, especially if Lindor is not going to play for. For uh, probably most of April, uh, and maybe Kipnis will see a miracle. Who knows? Um, I, I'm Pat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> love that one. So I'm going to go uh, on the, uh, the the lower side than I probably anticipated, and we're going to just a nice, easy 86. Maybe they make it. Maybe they don't. If they do, they're out in three.
5: Are you low started?
0: No, uh, Rich. Uh, Rich came in at 85. Wow, so well, there you we, have it. We got
5: about a half a minute, I think, and uh, I want to thank you guys for being part of our show again here tonight. It's that's oh. this is a lot of fun. You well, don't get to do us. this part of it enough, yeah. and because uh, we all got such opinions about the uh, our, our sports, and it's so exciting. And mine's always the... right. I don't understand. Yeah, how it it's because acts, you're a judge, that's so for sure.
0: You guys still need to come out on a Tuesday I night. I was going to say, yeah. absolutely. Anytime you guys, want, we will. Talk
5: we got about another month in our show. We definitely will. next week. we're on Mondays. Yeah, next week we're uh, at uh, Pickles and Fints, and we'll have uh, baseball, and we'll also have Lisa Stapp's basketball team that made it a Final Four. So we'll have Menor Baseball, South Baseball, Cornerstone Baseball, and Lisa Stapp and the Cornerstone Patriots. Thanks for listening tonight. Thanks for tuning in on 101.5 FM, 1330 AM, and coast to coast and around the world on WINTradio.com.